0: In the midst of a crisis of isolation, where loneliness leads to deaths of despair, being truly connected isn't a luxury, it's a lifesaver. Caspar Turcaille, The Power of Ritual. Bending, Not Breaking, The Dragon Prince Edition. Reflections, The Queen's Soul. Welcome back to another episode of Bending Not Breaking. This is Ben Pruitt, your host, and I'm thrilled to invite you all into this next mini episode on The Queen's Soul. That's right, today we're talking about The Next Reflection, and Devin and Chris are, of course, back with us today, and I am thrilled and so really excited to talk about The Queen's Soul. So, I'm gonna be like the the I kind of picked a the theme for this one, and I don't know that this is the the best theme, but I'm curious what if if it isn't. What do you think the theme is? Uh, the theme that I kind of picked up for this uh, reflection, this fanfic, this ficlet is ritual, and it seems ritual is really important in this as a as a thematic piece, and I'm curious. Um, can you just tell us about the, the, the concept? Who came up with the concept of this? Like, what, How did this come about?
1: Uh, well, this one is one that is definitely something that you will see come again in season four. That's so, the, it came from uh, wanting to tell a story that connects again to something that you will see in the season upcoming. Uh, and I, that's really all I could say about it, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. That's awesome. So
0: tell me about what ritual is for you all. And I'm, I'm like, what, what is it? What is it? How does it um, serve us? And because it's, it's pretty clear that there are some benefits from this short story, but I'm curious about what that looks like for, for you all.
1: I'll go first, just because this one I'll, I'll be the slightly vulnerable one here. Um, I, I have OCD, which means that ritual is really important to me because it—I uh, have a brain that really wants to uh, control every sort of like instance and and uh, variable in my life to a sort of alarming degree. And I've gotten a lot better over, over with it over the years. But ritual to me is a source of of comfort, of of safety, of control, and you know, mm. right down to to very little things like, um, you know. Uh, the way the way that all my books are stacked for example and all my notes are sort of like organized on my desk it's 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 all a very silly thing but um knowing that these these things are in place that i can perform and you know come out the other side of like knowing that i have done so bring brings me a a a great uh deal of ongoing comfort and safety and ability to function so (laughs) wow a little much but yeah, no worries.
0: Thanks, Devin. So I'm going to move over to Chris. Chris, do you have any, any what are your thoughts on ritual?
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, I always <laughs> tend to fall in two very different directions when I think about this. And I thought about this when I was writing this. Um, for me personally, I love patterns a little too much. I, I see them um, I think I mostly see them when they're actually there. And I try not to take it too seriously when I do see things. I'm like, that connects, but I don't need to engage with that. Yeah. You know, so I I try and keep myself a little uh, unattached from that sort of thing if I can. But I like to see them anyway. It, it makes me feel smart and in control when I can connect things. Um, kind of like what Devin said, um, there is a feeling of, I understand my environment and I have power within it. That I think is a very human thing, no matter how, whether it's today or, you know, tens of thousands of years ago, when, which is the other direction that I tend to go, where you've got um, ancient cultures who lived in a world with Uh megafauna and no technology, uh, no advanced technology. And they needed patterns that they had proven could keep them alive and safe. Uh, and and then also benefit them and those were the things that were okay to do because they wouldn't get you killed they wouldn't endanger the tribe they wouldn't endanger their food sources they wouldn't get anybody hurt uh, or or delay anything that needed to be done Mm -hmm. in a timely manner Uh, migration planting stuff like that ritual and and tradition um, come from necessity if you look back far enough if you go way 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 back everything that we do comes from somebody found that this worked and it probably worked better than anything else that they had so that's why they kept doing it in a way it's sort of a social evolution uh in a way but there's also the community side of it where you connect to the people that you do it with is it really a tradition if you're the only one doing it yeah I mean I mean it can be it can be but I I feel um, that it means a lot more for uh, the reason that um, that the siblings in the story are are uh, feel the way that they feel when they do it is because they're both doing it together. There's yeah. a reason that Kareem waited for Janai to show up yeah um you know he was like where is she we're doing this together this is what we do i i feel better when you're here with me this is important to me not to do it by myself but to do it with you we Mm. we you know we are both kessa siblings and so i
0: love what you're pointing to it's just incredible and the the idea that the rituals that we take part in that are are Even if we aren't consciously aware, but there is just this ancestral wisdom that is building and broadening as we continue to evolve as a species that where we are leaning into these things, because in a way it's attached to survival. It's attached to our our connectedness, our community, and all of these things that you're pointing to are really beautiful in terms of how how this ritual came about. I I, uh, I mean sorry, I think I cut you off at the very end. I don't know if I...
2: No, no, no. I'm just rambling seriously. Yeah. I do <laughs> you just get me going. It's world building is what I'm talking about here. Yeah. It always comes back to what is humanity and what part of humanity can I, you know, eyedropper yeah. and then put over here.
0: Yeah. No, it's just really beautiful. So this this tradition in this short story is in Luxoria, the for loved ones who die. Um one lights a candle and i don't know there i, I hesitated to pick what details to pull out because like it said it was a golden candle but it smelled of this you know it smelled of yellow plumaria which is Kessa's favorite i assume is a flower um and there's there's all of these little details like does it have to be a golden candle or is that just because like there was a lot of like little details in there that were really beautiful to capture um but the essence of it is lighting a candle for one who has died to So that it might guide the soul of the dead back to the sun and that is the the sunfire elves tradition that's their ritual and i'm curious uh where did did this concept come from somewhere or i'm 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 curious about that what what, how did this evolve
1: i think we we made it up as the sort of reflection of the idea that when anything this is going to get into some like specific canon i suppose but the idea that anything that is born connected to a primal source when they die um that piece of the the magic primal source that is it within them returns to that you know the place it came in this case the sun um and so i think there's some element of like okay so what would how would that be represented within the culture of the sunfire elves and Mm -hmm. we came up with this idea that okay so like death is a, a darkness and they are a culture of light and fire and so how do they make sure that in the darkness of death they guide this person Mm. back to the sun, the primal source that is the source of like them as as sort of like beings. Um, And so we came with this idea that it's this very slow burning spiral candle that sort of like points skyward and it burns up. And so, you know, you watch this candle, you stay up all night, you make sure it doesn't go out and you, you, you perform, you know, things about the person um, and Chris Chris, and I had this really neat little headcanon along the way about like when Sunfire Elf saying something along the lines of like when you die make sure there are you know things that people remember about you so that you're they can perform your soul candle ritual um, and it's sort of like encouraging people to form meaningful connections to each other because like Kareem and I they do dances they, they talk about things that Kessa liked yeah. the candle itself is, is like a smell that she was fond of um, it really is something like like all things about it are for the person who is departed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an
2: individual this... candle. It's specifically for Kessa because of all these details and yeah. the ritual that goes around it is specifically
1: for Kessa. Because they uh, know. The her. sad idea of like, well, what if a sunfire elf died and nobody really knew them well? Like, what would they perform? And then we're sort terrible. of like a small tragedy <laughs> about that. No, no, no. I, I really do think that that's an interesting angle to it. Like, they're encouraged to form connections with people because these things are important beyond their mortal existence um, oh. and so i, I really i, I think that like you sort of came up with that angle chris so i'm, I'm like i did celebrating it just because i think let's it's make really it worse good... let's
2: make it sad
1: <laughs> <What laughs> it's <That's> my job <laughs> but um but but yes i think that there's something really cultural about like beyond just the night that you perform this ritual like how in in your life are you preparing for this ritual to be something that is inevitable for you as part of Ooh. this culture um, it's just a beautiful, anyway. it's so
0: beautiful because what this does is it facilitates grief, right? And that is something that's notoriously difficult. And we suck at it in American culture and, you know, the Western culture in general, right? Like it is like grieving is something that's really difficult and it's often not socially acceptable. And what we're doing is we you have given this culture uh, a, a pathway to grief, right? And you've given the living a pathway to cultivate connection so that when that happens you're giving the people who are left behind something too like this there's there's a lot of um
2: it's so good it's got yeah. both sides it's, so it's got good. the happiness it's got the light and then it's got the darkness and what to do about that darkness yeah. it, it, there's a lot in here and it's really it was really fun to sit Ugh. with this story and write it
0: yeah okay i have a question now that i'm really curious about if if you were to have a candle for you what would your candle smell like?
2: Yellow plumeria is my favorite flower. <laughs> That's how it got in there.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. That's neat. I was like,
1: Devin, Dev. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I always encourage you to put indulgent personal things into all things. Yeah. So, yeah. She was like, Can it smell like this? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Um, my candle, I can't decide. A <laughs> really like awful answer is maybe wine, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, sticky toffee pudding, <laughs> <I> <laughs> which is a, a British dessert that I only discovered because I married a Scottish man. And when I visited his family, they it's, it's a very common, just like yeah. dirt, dessert made of dates and uh, molasses. And it's all very indulgent and it smells like spices and sweets. And I normally don't like sweet things, but there's something about this that is just like so wonderful. And every time I smell it, I get really excited. So that would be maybe part of my candle, even though it's a, a late addition to my likes in life. Um, yeah. and people would have to bring a lot of dogs to my ritual and uh, so the dogs could hang out all night too um and that's it that's all uh, I got
0: Wow yeah i I actually that's a really personal question like what's your favorite like is, and it's not necessarily your favorite smell but like it's almost like this what what is a smell that like people think of you when they smell this almost right um yeah i I, I guess I wonder if people would like associate like freshly baking, something for me like a, a baked good uh, i wonder if that's what would come up i'd have to i guess i have to pull my friends uh listeners if you were to have this is where you should contact us on on bmb underscore pod if, if you were to have a candle what would your candle smell like what would your 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 soul candle smell like i'm, I'm curious tweet at us let us know uh, tap us on instagram send us a DM. Um, the, the final thing for us is, do you all have a, a ritual that you are, are really fond of that, that keeps you going? And, and Devin, I guess you've already kind of talked about this from talking about the importance of ritual, but is there is there one in particular that uh, you live and die on or that is really particularly special?
1: um I won't go into the live and die ones but um <laughs> a new one I'm gonna just my whole life is defined by having these two dogs now a new one that I am very much enjoying is that my husband and I both take both dogs out in the morning and normally mm. it would be just me and so the because we only had the one dog and I would take her in the morning and Ian would take her at night and now because we have two of them we're, we're introducing this new ritual where we both wake up at the same time we both take the dogs out and it's been really pleasant i I feel like this is a new it's a very positive break from my normal ritual which is i get up i take the the dog and i come back um it's just been really fulfilling it's i'm just appreciating more things about the morning now that i have a companion to walk around with in the morning and not just my my little animal so good new ritual it's possible to have new ones it turns out
0: turns out chris what about you
1: Oh, man, I love routines,
2: but I'm always changing them up. Honestly, every few months, it seems like I find something different or better and I move on. One of my favorites is morning yoga, though. I I do a really short, it's not a long routine, it's really short uh, routine. And because it's short, I can remember to get it done and and not be like late for other things. So um, doing that before I even leave the room, it's right there in my bedroom. I've got a little mat and I do my morning yoga and I think things I don't mean to it just happens when I move that I think things and they end up being um kind of affirmation type things like I'm going to do this and I mean it I'm not like oh god you know I'm not forcing it it just sort of comes out of me Uh and it feels really good and it makes me feel like I'm here, I'm moving, this is the shape that I have. This is the weight that I have. This is the reach and strength and flexibility that I have. To start my day, knowing my shape really seems to set me in a, okay, now I know what I can and cannot do. That's my big fence for the day is yeah. the shape that I'm in. Because some days I, I'm i not sure. Uh, yeah. And so doing, doing my morning yoga helps me uh, to remember I don't want to say what I am, but I kind of mean it that way. Um, Yeah, what I am made of what uh, what Mm. possibilities I'm made of and where my edges are. I love love finding my edges because then I know, you know, what side things are on. It's uh, it's important to the way that I think. So,
0: yeah, yeah. no, I love that. Oh, is there anything about this um, this little thicklet that we want to make sure we touch on before we transition into gratitude today?
1: It's Kareem's character introduction. I think uh, he'll play a role in season four and remember what he is like in this moment um, going into his arc in the future.
0: Mm, I sense a subtle hint there. (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, thank you for this little invitation into keeping that in mind. Um, For gratitude today, I would like to invite us to, who, who are we grateful for in the um, Elven canon? And so whether it be the Sunfire Elves, whether it be Kareem or, or Janai or Kessa or anyone else in the Elven canon, we'll, we'll be able to um, use this gratitude for, for the Elves today. Is there any Elf in the Dragon Prince universe that you are particularly grateful for? mentioned or unmentioned in this fanfic.
1: I'm going to do a really light and stupid one. Um, I'm grateful for all of the sort of main characters, but on the side, I'm really grateful for Kazi because they are more of a sort of like, yeah, a normal person in the scope of, you know, oftentimes fantasy universes are just like all about the big players. And I think Dragon Prince is definitely, you know, it's about people who have a role, a powerful role in the world and how they shape it that's big and thematic it's like what do you do with power but I also really appreciate characters like Kazi because they just they they sort of are just like a a graduated college student who happens to have like a job that's adjacent to some of these very powerful people and I really love them I think they're just delightful because I feel like if I were actually in Zadia I might be kind of like that (laughs) they they are akin to something that I would see myself like realistically I wouldn't be a, a very cool person in Zadia I would just be some like bumbling like try hard and I think I, I appreciate uh, that, that they are a glimpse into to what, you know, normal people in Zadia really sort of are.
0: Wow. Well, all right, we have Kazi and then Chris.
1: I got a shout out to my boy, Runan. He's yes. I'm
2: grateful for him because he's the first character that I really connected with. That'll tell you a lot about me right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because without without getting really curious about, okay, dude, what is up with this elf? Um, if I hadn't had that sort of curiosity, I, I wouldn't have made all the friends that I've got I wouldn't even I wouldn't be having this podcast conversation, etc So really it's it's his long white elf hair <laughs> It just really yeah. got me here. Um, and and that's just it's hilarious and amazing to me.
0: I love it. I am particularly grateful for everyone, but if I had to narrow it down, I, I'd probably, like this is so hard I I guess I would also I would pick Athari right now that's this is the moment that I'm in um just what we've gotten so far and then these short stories and then all these beautiful comics of seeing him as a dad and there's just so <laughs> much joy it's just like what a what a lovely elf being i just like oh i'm just the personhood of everybody I, I just i i melt a little bit love him that's all i'm gonna say we're gonna, we're gonna have to one <laughs> anymore okay this has been another episode of bending not breaking look forward to the
1: next episode